back in the book of Jonah this morning. Jonah chapter 3. What page for Page 5,642. Oh, I already got my big Bible. All right. Um, come on. Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel. There's Jonah. Jonah chapter 3. Um, last week, we looked at a Father's Day message. Uh, the week before that, we saw Jonah, Jonah being vomited back out on dry land as he finally prayed to God in chapter 2 and the Lord delivered him from hell and brought him out. And uh, the, the great fish, the whale, vomited him, vomited him out onto dry land. And now, starting in Jonah chapter 3, we're going to see the Lord again begin to speak to Jonah. And uh, the Lord is going to give him a second chance and aren't we thankful for second chances um, as I was growing up my dad uh, was a competitive shooter and uh, we used to go to Michigan every year to a, a big shoot and uh, the guy that put on the shoot is the man that created the bulletproof vest uh, he called it second chance and he used to travel around the country selling them to law enforcement agencies and uh, his demonstration is he would take a 38 caliber revolver and shoot himself in the belly uh, to show that the vest worked. Uh, he was very much willing to put his money where his mouth was and uh, put his life on the line to prove to these officers that uh, the vest would do what it would do. But again, that was called the second chance vest. The shoot was, was second chance. And Jonah here we see uh, is going to get a second chance to do what God had commanded him to do. A second chance to be uh, the loving and devoted child that God wants him to be. So Jonah chapter 3 and verse number 1. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast, put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. <clears throat> For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. Let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. <clears throat> Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Again, we thank you so much for giving us your word, a more sure word. Lord, this is not just oral tradition that's passed down. This is uh, your word that's written and preserved for us through the generations. 
God, I pray today that we would see uh, in Nineveh, we would see someone willing to take that second chance to love you, to follow you, and to obey you. God, we love you for your grace and your mercy. Please pour it upon us today. Speak to us and change our hearts. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God is a God of grace. Grace, again, is God giving you something that you don't deserve. Here, God has shown grace and mercy to Jonah. He's brought Jonah up out of the belly of hell. He's, he's taken him out of the belly of the whale. He's vomited him back out on the shore. He's given him that second chance. And now God is going to speak to Jonah again. God doesn't give us second chances just for us to make our own decisions. He gives us second chances in order for us to choose to follow Him. Just like we saw this morning as we looked through the book of Judges, uh, God is, is willing to give second, third, fourth, fifth, hundredth chances mm -hmm. as long as we are willing to then choose to follow Him. So God gives Jonah his second chance and He speaks to him. He gives him a commandment. Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Now this is very similar to the first one in Jonah chapter 1. Again, in Jonah chapter 1, he said, Go into that great city. Go into Nineveh, that great city. And cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Here the difference is, he says, To preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So, Jonah arose. Jonah chose to use his second chance wisely. This time he heads towards Nineveh. The Bible tells us that Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. Nineveh is, is, Nineveh is estimated to have a circumference of about 60 miles. That's this three days' journey, as it would take three days to walk around the city. The average person can walk roughly 20, between 20 and 30 miles a day without having too many uh, side effects. We went out walking the other night. And by the time we were done, um, I was getting cramps and, and hurting. And we'd only walked about two miles. <laughs> so uh, I am definitely not the average person at this point. But to put this in perspective, if Nineveh had a circumference of roughly 60 miles, it would have an area of about 225 square miles. Maxwell has a circumference of four miles and an area of about one square mile. Des Moines has roughly 90.7 square miles of area. This means that Nineveh was roughly 225 times larger than Maxwell and two and a half times larger than, Mac than Des Moines. But it was about half the size of Story County. It was a large city. We know from chapter 4 that there are at least 120,000 uh, people that don't know their right hand from their left. Most people will say that those are children. Uh, that just don't know and understand. So the population of Nineveh was estimated to be up around a million people. It was a very large city. Jonah went and he preached his message. And, and I have written in my Bible, um, I have notes about half-hearted obedience here. And I believe as I'm reading through this, God in chapter 2 told Jonah to go and to preach the preaching that he, that God bid 
bid for it for Nineveh. So I believe that Jonah obeyed. And I believe that he obeyed completely, that he said exactly what God wanted him to say. But I also believe that he didn't say any more or any less. That he didn't put any more or any less effort into it than he absolutely needed to. He put the minimum effort required. But Jonah's message is simple. Yet 40 days and Nineveh will be destroyed. And this is new information for us. God didn't give us that in chapter 1. Jonah didn't give us the chance to see that in chapter 1. But God is putting a time frame on it. 40 days and I'm going to destroy the city. We don't see where God told Jonah to say that, but I believe that that's exactly what God wanted him to say. And But we'll never know for sure. This does feel very much like Jonah is still seeking the destruction of the city, though. You notice there's no, there's no option for repentance. There's no uh, way to get out. Back in Exodus with Lot, we saw uh, as God was speaking to Abraham that, that God agreed that if there were ten righteous in the city that God wouldn't destroy the cities. And Abraham was okay with that. That option isn't given here. Forty days and I'm going to destroy the city is what Jonah said. Forty days and God will destroy the city. And I think this really informs us about why in chapter 4 Jonah goes out and sits and watches because he wants to see the city destroyed. But this very simple message had a profound effect. It had a profound effect on Nineveh. Nineveh took the warning seriously. And in verse number 5, we see complete corporate repentance. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. So complete that the word, uh, the proclamation had gone to the throne, and the king laid off, took off his robe, and sat in sackcloth and ashes. This is where this sitting in sackcloth and ashes is where uh, the idea of Ash Wednesday comes from. It's supposed to show uh, the world and show God your humility, your your understanding that you're nothing but but sin, that you should be burned up. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Sackcloth, I don't know uh, if you, especially you younger ones, if you know what that is, but it's like burlap. Imagine wearing a suit made of burlap. It would be very, very uncomfortable. But the king of Nineveh proclaimed a citywide fast, not just for the people, but for the animals as well. He didn't want to leave anything to chance. We're going to get it done and we're going, to, we're going to do this. We're going to repent and we're going to do it right and we're going to do everything we can in order to, to hope that God will change His mind. They wouldn't let their herds eat or drink. They made their animals wear sackcloth. We see that in verse number 8. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God 
Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Notice again that the word God is capitalized. Now this could just be that the writer here, which we don't know for sure, most people believe that Jonah himself is writing this because of some of the language, but we don't, we don't know that it could just be that the writer is using the, the proper name of God, but I personally believe that this is a complete, factual, accurate account of what happened, and I believe that the king of Nineveh knew who God was. Now, that doesn't mean that he was a believer. That doesn't mean that he would have been considered saved like we are today, but he absolutely knew who the God of creation was. He knew the story. He knew God's power. And I believe he also knew enough to know that God was merciful and gracious. And God is a God of mercy. Not only is he a God of grace, but he is a God of mercy. Again, mercy is withholding something that we do deserve. God saw their works. He saw the turning from evil and the repentance and it turned his own heart. This is similar to God's reaction to Israel and to us as Gentiles. Again, we saw it just this morning in the book of Judges when, when Israel cried out to the Lord because of their affliction and began to serve Him again, began to seek Him again, God turned and He, he raised them up a deliverer. We see it with David. David sins with Bathsheba and Nathan points his finger and says, Thou art the man. And David gets on his knees and prays to God and asks for forgiveness. And Nathan says, You still have a punishment. He says that child is going to die. The baby that was born is, is born, but it's sick and spends so much time in illness. But that whole time that it's there in illness... David is fasting and praying and weeping to God. But then the baby dies and David gets up and cleans himself and eats and moves on. And his servants don't understand it. And he said, because God is a God of mercy. Who knows that God might repent and change his mind? Now David's punishment had to be fulfilled. Nineveh's punishment is going to be stayed about 140 years and then Nahum is going to go back and the city is going to be destroyed but God chose not to destroy Nineveh then and, and God, is, God is righteous and has the ability to do that God is a perfect righteous holy being there is no sin in him so there's no fault in him for Sparing Nineveh. And we're going to see as we get into chapter 4 that Jonah is not going to agree. Jonah feels like Nineveh should have still been destroyed. And, and Jonah is allowing his hatred and his bitterness to creep in. But God is going to teach him a very valuable lesson. Just like Nineveh, God has guaranteed to us that if we will repent and seek his face, he will show us mercy and grace. In making us his children. First John one nine.
1 John 1, 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. We know. We're all sinners. We all make mistakes. We all fall. We all fail. But the Bible tells us that if we confess those sins, if we seek God's faith, face, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Nineveh chose to repent from the least to the greatest. Imagine. Estimated a million people that chose to repent and turn towards God at the mediocre preaching of one person. Now again, I feel like Jonah's preaching here is is half-hearted. It's the bare minimum that he can do. Because he doesn't want the city to be spared. He wants the city to be destroyed. But imagine if one barely obedient Christian servant of the Lord can can get a city like Nineveh to turn and repent. Imagine what six, twelve fully obedient Christians can do. We're, we're getting ready to go down to the park and this is our fifth? This be our fifth one? Fourth or fifth time down there? Fourth. We're going to go down and we're going to have fun. And we're going to try and kill Goliath. We're going to do a craft. We're going to pass out tracks. We're going to give away candy. All because I feel like that's what God wants us to do. But I don't want to just do it because I feel like that's what God wants us to do. I want us to do it because we want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I want that to show through. And, and I'm not saying it hasn't. I think it has. I think it's shown through that we enjoy being down there. We enjoy serving the community. But let's continue that. Let's show the world a love for God and a desire to serve Him so that they can know and understand that there's something different. Next week, we're going to see Jonah's reaction to all of this. And we'll see God's explanation to Jonah about why he changed his mind. But for right now, we need to understand that God is holy, righteous, and without sin. He is the judge and has the right to choose, has the right because of his position and character to make this decision. This means that He also has the right to punish. He is our heavenly Creator, whether we believe it or not. And that is why He says he has the say in what happens to everyone here on earth. That's why He can save or doom. Nineveh was doomed. <clears throat> Nineveh was on their way to destruction. Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. 
yet they chose to repent and follow God and he gave them 140 more years our country is headed down the drain and uh, even all of the good that's been done in the last couple of weeks is being far overshadowed by the evil that's still being done but it's never going to change if we don't repent and seek God so let's do our best to preach the word to serve the Lord and to show the world that the end is coming.